0: So, what are you waiting for? Get Bluehost Cloud today by visiting bluehost.com. That's bluehost.com. If your roof starts
1: to leak or your floor's really squeak, you live in a
2: money pit, money pit. If your basement needs a pump or your place looks like a dump, you live in a money pit, money pit. Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home,
3: coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
0: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
3: Call us right now with your home improvement project, your do-it-yourself dilemma. The number is one eight 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 money pit The advice is worth just a little bit more than what you paid for the phone call. 888-666-3974. You know, on this program, we try to be the best home improvement coach we can be, We urge you to take on projects with the right guidance and advice, but there are some projects that even we will tell you to avoid, like those that will not bring a return on investment when it comes time to sell. So coming up in a few minutes, we're going to tell you which home improvements you might not want to do because they just don't pay you back.
0: And also ahead this hour, I've got a great idea for organizing your family's scheduling center at home. Yes, we've got a great way to get all of those notes, papers, and pictures off of your fridge.
3: It is the hub of the family activity, at least. (laughs) Right. I know it is in in your house and and mine as well. And uh, speaking of homes, if yours is built before 1978, chances are there may also be lead based paint somewhere under all those layers on your walls, on your floor, on your trim, it's there. And getting rid of that paint, well, that can be very costly But the good news is that there's help in sight coming up a bit later. Deputy Secretary Ron Sims will be here. Now, he is the number two man at the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development, and he is stopping by personally to tell us about an exciting new program. It's a grant program uh, that will provide funds to help get rid of the lead and other hazards in your house
0: and we're giving away a great prize this hour. We've got the Stanley 3-in-1 tripod flashlight and it's a prize worth about 30 bucks and it's a really it's a great tool to have at your own home, but maybe if you're sort of out of luck, don't really know what to get for the home improver dad in your life, it could be a really good gift for him too.
3: So, give us a call right now. Let's get to it. The number is 888 Money Pit 888-666-3974. Leslie who's first?
0: David in North Carolina is getting ready to take on a siding question. What can we do for you?
3: Uh, I have got a project
4: I'm going to take on myself. and uh, It is a, uh, I've got an older house. Um, the rear part of the house was uh, put up with cement blocks. Okay. And the front part of the house is, um, has the wood lap siding. And I'm going to, I'm planning on putting vinyl siding over the whole thing.
3: This is the first time you've ever uh, considered installing vinyl siding, Dave?
4: I've messed with it a little bit before in some small projects, but okay, um,
3: yeah, because yeah. you know it's a, it's a, it takes a little bit of finesse, a little bit of experience to get it to lay right and look proper, right. So uh, okay, well, good. So how can we help?
4: Well, as far as with the the block part of the house, obviously, I don't think I'm going to be able to nail the siding right up to the block. I've got a, uh, I think I'm probably going to have to fur it out. Would that be correct?
3: That's a good question, David. And the Vinyl Siding Institute actually recommends that when you are applying vinyl siding over concrete block walls, that you you, you do use a furring strip of at least three quarters inch thick. So that would be okay. the correct way to do it. Uh, because uh, this is going to be a, a, a new project for you, you might want to take a look at their installation manual. It's quite detailed, well done, and it is available online. If you simply Google Vinyl Siding Installation Manual, I'm sure you'll find it. Uh, and it comes, again, from the Vinyl Siding Institute of America, which is a, a an organization that's uh, supported by all the vinyl siding manufacturers. So good independent expert advice.
4: Okay. And what about as far as... Uh any additional insulation I know they make that uh, kind of a, a fan hole type insulation where you, it opens up uh, according yeah, to yeah they open,
3: they there is a backer board that's available for vinyl siding but it it adds so little in terms of insulation that I don't think it's worth it
4: okay uh what about maybe uh doing like a, some kind of a vapor barrier? Well, a vapor
3: barrier all? is is clearly a good idea, but uh, you know, like a Tyvek or a product like that.
4: Right.
0: Okay. All right.
4: Well, I appreciate your advice.
3: You're welcome, David. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
0: Nancy in New Mexico is calling in with an electrical question. What can we do for you?
5: I was wondering. I'm considering buying a home, and uh, the plugs throughout. Everywhere in the house, except for the laundry room, which was apparently added on, remodeled, whatever, the rest of the house has only two-prong plugs. Right. Do you have to pull off the sheetrock and completely rewire in order to convert those to three-prong?
3: Well, I mean, you may not need three-prong outlets. You can certainly use an adapter. I mean, a two-prong outlet is a grounded outlet. Uh, it's not quite as modern as a three-prong, but there is actually a trick of the trade where in areas that you're concerned, like for example, in the bathroom or the kitchen, you can actually add a ground fault circuit interrupter, which is a three-prong type of an outlet that has a ground fault built into it that will turn off if someone's receiving a shock. Mm -hmm. It's possible to wire that into the existing uh, outlets. If it's done correctly, what it'll do is it'll turn off the outlet if there's a diversion occurring to a ground source. So it has the same effect, even though it's not a three prong, uh, system, it basically
0: has the same effect as it. Does Mm -hmm. that make sense?
5: Okay, so uh, so it could be done easier and cheaper than I was thinking.
0: Right. I mean, you don't have to tear out the walls. Generally, you want to add this ground fault circuit interrupter, that type of outlet, anywhere where it could possibly become in contact with water. So like Tom said, in the bathroom, on the backsplash, in the kitchen. You know, sometimes people put them on the outside since generally if you're plugging in, you know, holiday lights or something and, you know, rain, etc. So it can be done without tearing apart everything.
3: Does this house have a basement? No
5: basement.
3: Does it have an attic where you can access across the uh, sort of the ceiling area?
5: It's a it's, uh, pitched roof, but otherwise, no. I'm in the Southwest. And they don't believe in attics or basements.
3: Yeah, you don't have much room to get any wiring in there, so you're going to have to do the best you can with what you have to work with.
5: Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate you taking my call.
3: You're welcome, Nancy. Thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 Money Pit.
0: You are tuned to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Now you can call in your home repair, decor, improvement, expansion, plumbing, heating, cooling, whatever you are working on or planning for. We can help you with those projects 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974.
3: Still ahead, a fresh idea to take the clutter and paperwork off the fridge in your house, which we know is like mission control in most homes. (laughs) We're going to help get rid of it in a very easy, simple, and clever way that will deliver a very clean look in your kitchen. And that's all coming up after this.
2: money is brought to you by generac makers of the number one selling guardian series home standby generators now introducing a full line of consumer and professional power washers whether you need to power it clean it or protect it generac can help visit generac.com to learn more
3: Making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show, where home solutions live. I'm Tom Kreitler.
0: And I'm Leslie Segretti. And you should join in on the fun by giving us a call at 888-MONEYPIT, because we're going to help you with all your home improvement projects. But we're also giving away a great prize this hour. We've got up for grabs the Stanley 3-in-1 LED tripod flashlight. And it's really cool because it's got a hands-free tripod design, and it's three flashlights that are sort of bundled together and you can use them as one super powerful flashlight, or you can use them separately. The lenses are shatterproof, so you don't have to worry about breaking it. And it's worth about 30 bucks, but it could be yours for free if we pick your name at random from the callers who get on the air this hour. So pick up the phone with your home improvement question at 888-MONEY-PIT.
3: 666 397 Now, that would be a great gift for the dad in your life. Hint, hint, if my kids are listening. (laughs) Well, I certainly love the homemade pencil cups. The Stanley three-in-one flashlight is something that I could really use. Hey, if you want more great Father's Day gift ideas, visit moneybit.com and check out our Father's Day gift guide.
0: All right. Now it's time for this week's fresh idea presented by Tree Wax, makers of Tree all-natural hardwood floor cleaner. Well, I'm willing to bet that many of you have a refrigerator at home that serves, you know, dual purpose. Cools your food, freezes your food, check. But does it also serve as your family's organization center? Are you covering it with papers, receipts, pictures, artwork, invitations, and any other items that you're like, ah, I might lose this. So let me just stick it on the fridge. Well, not only does it become an eyesore, but it's actually not making you a very organized person. And you know, how many times have those magnets come flying off and then all the papers fall on the floor and you forget what's coming up next and then you miss a meeting. So there's actually a better way to keep yourself on track and your family on schedule. Why not make use of hidden surfaces like the inside of your kitchen cabinets? So to do this, you can actually. paint the interior of those cabinet doors with magnetic paint or you can even glue cork boards to it, or even put up a fabric bulletin board. This way, you're putting things there and not on the fridge.
3: That's a great idea, and it'll keep most of the mess hidden from view. Now, with one by the phone, it would be easy to keep phone numbers and addresses, as well as a notepad for jotting messages. But you can use different cabinet doors for each purpose. So, one could be for your calendar, one for notes, one for photos, one for receipts, recipes, and coupons. You get the idea. But the good news is that your fridge will now be totally clear of clutter and you'll still have quick and easy access to everything that keeps your household running along. This fresh idea has been brought to you by Tree Wax, makers of Tree Wax All-Natural Hardwood Floor Cleaner. Works well on hardwood floors with no VOCs, no harsh chemicals, and it has the good housekeeping seal of approval. It's safe for hardwoods and laminates, including those kitchen cabinets, so visit TreeWax.com for more information.
0: Now we've got Brian on the line joining us from Canada. What can we help you with?
4: Well, we're having some problems with my sills in my house. Okay. Um, I've got one that's rotten, and I've got to replace it.
3: So we're talking about door sills, window sills, what kind of sills?
4: Uh, uh, foundation sills. Oh,
3: foundation sills. Okay. Yeah. All right. That's...
4: It's an old uh, farmhouse that's sitting on a rock wall.
3: Hmm. All right, I so guess... you want to know how to replace those rotted sills? Yeah. All right. So you have floor joists sitting on top of them, correct? That's right. All right. So what you're going to have to do is you have to build a temporary wall underneath the floor joists. It could be like a small stud wall that essentially has enough pressure on it to hold up the floor joists. And then once that wall is in place, then you can sort of surgically cut out the rotted sills using a sawzall or something like that and slip the new ones in place. It gets a little tricky on the fastening side because, you know, you, you can't, it's not as easy to, uh, to fasten it down uh, into the foundation, but well, what you could use is a right angle drill and TAPCO fasteners, which are special screws that go right into concrete. Does that make sense? Oh, well,
4: no, well, there's no concrete yet because it's, it's on a rock wall.
3: Okay. Well, they would go right into, the, right into the wall then. You may have to pilot it out, but they'd go right into the wall. But you Uh, got the the key here, Brian. Is you got to make sure you support the house, even though they're rotted and they probably don't appear to be holding much weight. We don't want any shifting to go on. So you build a temporary wall under them while you cut out the rotted wood and replace it. Right. Oh, that sounds good. All right, Brian. Good luck with that project. Thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit.
0: Donna in South Carolina needs help with a cleaning situation. What's going on? Um, I
5: have shower doors that have years of uh, soap scum build up, and I've tried over the you know. uh, Several preparations that I've put in the supermarkets and nothing's happened.
0: Hmm. Did you, and it was one of those CLR? Uh, yes, I have tried that, yes. And that didn't work for you. No. Did you try something as simple as white vinegar?
5: No, I never tried that.
0: It could work. I mean, generally, that's really excellent at breaking down, you know, mineral deposits, salt buildup that, you know, from evaporation of water on concrete or even around your faucets, et cetera, you know, like on your kitchen counters. That might do a little bit of getting into it. There's also something, I've never tried it for soap scum, but it's a green product from a company called New Tech Formulations. And they have these wipes called Grime Away. Okay. And, I mean, they really work very well at getting away all sorts of odd buildup. I had this little flower pot that I kept on my windowsill. That over the years, it had two pieces of tape that I peeled off and then dirt stuck to it and then all sorts of other yuck stuck to it. And I just for years ignored it and picked up one of these wipes and it all disappeared. So that could be something. And you can find that, you know, pretty much at any home center. I mean, that's worth a shot. I would definitely start with the vinegar, see where that gets you. All
5: right. Just put it on uh, straight. Any type of uh, scouring?
0: Normally, I would mix it with water. But if it's a lot, I would just go straight with the white vinegar.
5: Okay. All right well, thank you very much for your help
3: you're welcome, Donna thanks so much for calling us at one eight 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 money
1: pit
0: Nebraska Nebraska's on the line with a sprinkler question. Tell us what's going on
1: all right in the spring when I um after I drain my system and I get ready to recharge it, I go out you know close all the valves in the faucet right and when I turn the pressure back on, I was told to turn it back on slowly, so the valve on the outside of the house would eventually the water would moistened it up, and then it would finally seal. When it finally does seal, it rattles and knocks so hard um, you'd almost think it's going to come out, come right. off the floor rafters. Yeah. And then it actually forces the the pipe itself about an inch away from the from the exterior of the house.
3: Just because of the of the racket that it causes,
1: and and the pressure, I guess. Right. Um, that-
3: so what you're seeing, John, is called water hammer, and it happens because as the water flows through the pipe. Uh, That valve then stops the flow of the water. The water has a lot of centrifugal force because it's actually quite heavy. Water weighs about eight pounds per gallon. So as the valve slams shut... Uh, the water stops cold, and then all that force just rattles it. You can address that in a couple of ways. First of all, by increasing the number of fasteners that secure the water pipes and the sprinkler pipes, and secondly, by installing one or more water hammer arrestors, which are essentially shock absorbers for the plumbing system. They get installed in line, and then as that uh, water does slam to a, a stop, it has sort of a place to expand to and, and therefore makes a lot less uh, racket.
1: Okay. You said water hammer arresters?
3: Yes. Water hammer arresters.
1: Okay. Um, like the size of my, you know, the, the pipe itself is like one inch. Would that have something to do with, with it? I mean... No, that's it... a
3: pretty typical water si- uh, okay. water pipe okay. size.
1: Okay. Great. Great help, guys. Thanks. Enjoy the show.
3: No, thanks very much, John. Well, good luck with that project. And thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit.
0: Kirk in Missouri needs some help with a porch project. What can we do for you?
5: Hello, I've uh, built the porch and I'm using CCE wood, and I'm planning on leaving it cure for a year. And then I was wanting to water stain it and then stain it. Is that a good way to go?
3: You said you wanted to water stain it and then stain it. What, do you, what exactly do you mean, Kirk?
5: Well, I guess with Thompson
3: water sealer, I believe. Oh, you mean seal it and then stain it. Yeah. Well, yeah. I would skip all that. I would go right to a solid color stain. Use an exterior grade solid color stain. It's going to seal the wood. It's going to preserve it from UV degradation, and it's going to add some color all in one step.
5: Okay. So Fargo, the uh, water sh- Thompson water sealer,
3: correct? Yeah. I don't think you need to do that if you're going to stain it, but you want to use a solid color exterior stain, and you know that's going to give you good durability. It's going to give. It's going to seal the wood, and it's going to stop it from cracking and checking, and protect it from uh, ultraviolet radiation from the sun.
0: Mm-hmm. But you do still, Kirk. You want to let it sort of stay outside unfinished for a season. This way, you're letting all of those, you know, weatherproofing materials that they put into the lumber to sort of come out of it. It dries out a little bit, and then it will better adhere the stain to the surface.
3: Does does that make a difference because it's CCE? Because it's pressure treated. Right. Yeah, I mean that's why we say that usually wait a couple of months. I mean, I think you probably you may want to wait the whole season or just wait a half a season. A couple of months of sun is enough to kind of uh, evaporate out most of the chemicals that are leaching toward the surface of that. Yeah, I
0: would let it be out for the whole summer season because you're dealing with well only because you're dealing with a high moisture situation. You've got humidity. You know, it's just going to be icky for staining and it's not going to stick. And once autumn hits, when it dries out. You know, the air is dry, the weather is a bit better. Then yeah, but do able it in the
3: fall, don't wait the winter, right?
0: Yeah, oh gosh, no, the fall, yeah. like the summer season. Right. All right, I, I, I can go with that.
3: Okay, so,
5: yeah, I, put, I built this thing uh, last October before the first snow flew, and so it's been sitting there through the winter, and now I guess once, so maybe into the
3: summer, do it? Yeah, that sounds good, Kirk. Okay, thank you all very much. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Up next, can the government help you have a healthier house? We're going to be joined by Ron Sims. He is the Deputy Secretary of the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development with information on a brand new grant program that can do just that.
2: is brought to you by Skill, and now you can easily cut through the most difficult projects with ease with a power cutter from Skill. With powerful lithium-ion technology and an auto-sharp blade system, Skill's lightweight power cutter will soon become your favorite tool too. The Skill Power Cutter. It cuts just about anything.
3: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at MoneyPit.com.
0: I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Well, millions of homes in America have hidden dangers. And these menaces, they're not just unsightly. They can actually make you and your children sick. Very sick. So what are they, and what can you do about it?
3: Well, the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development is launching new efforts aimed at tracking these dangers and helping you get rid of them. We are honored to be joined by the Deputy Secretary of HUD, Ron Sims. Deputy Secretary, thanks for being here.
6: Well, thank you. It's, uh, it's an honor to be on the program.
3: What does HUD consider the most pressing problems in American homes right now?
6: Uh, lead paint. Uh, we have 24 million homes in the United States that still have lead paint in them. And our biggest concern is the health impacts, particularly to young children uh, who may eat or come in contact with that lead paint. It has long-term physical consequences.
0: You know, we've talked about lead paint on the show so many times. I've had an issue with it in my almost 100-year-old home, but its dangers do bear repeating. Can you tell us what we can do about it and what are the repercussions if we don't take care of it?
6: The president has reiterated that it is a... National goal uh, to get lead paint out of all of the homes in America. I mean, we want to make sure. about, You know, I have three children, and I, I remember when they were born, and I brought them into a, my home, and my home is almost 100 years old. And I remember that I wanted a safe home. That was my major goal. I, I loved them. I did not want to bring them into a hazardous home. And we had to strip away all of the walls and all of the paint here. But let me tell you, things you need to do. Here's the damage that I'm really concerned about. Um, uh, Lead can harm the brain, kidneys, and the nervous system. It causes learning disabilities. It may damage hearing and speech. It causes behavioral problems, and it causes what we call headaches, stomach aches, nausea, tiredness, and irritability. So all of a sudden you have a child that would otherwise be healthy and fall within what we call the norm, who is literally, because of the presence of lead paint. Uh, is going to not only have a difficult childhood, but this will reside in their behavior for the rest of their life.
3: You know, it's interesting when you list those symptoms, Deputy Secretary, many of them could be interpreted as having other causes. So how can parents identify that lead is truly the culprit here?
6: I think two things. One, it is important to, to have a really good discussion with your doctor. And your doctor will tell you whether or not they believe it is Organic, or whether they will believe that there's a, an environmental uh, impact uh, with, brought about by lead in the home. And so I think the first step is please talk to your doctor when you see these. But you know, I, there's other things that you can do. Your doctor can refer you to people, public health departments that would be glad to come into your home. You can go on the HUD web page. We have nonprofit community based organizations throughout the United States, all who are dedicated. coming into your home and doing an assessment of whether you have lead in your home.
0: We're talking to Deputy Secretary Ron Sims from the U.S. Department of Housing and Urban Development. Deputy Secretary, can you talk to us about the new HUD grant to help Americans deal with lead paint? As you know from your own home, it really can be quite costly.
6: It can be quite costly. HUD has done is 695 grants have been put out over the uh, on lead paint 1.5 billion dollars in 43 states and uh, we have currently 290 active grants uh, worth 595 million and we have 66 newly awarded grants and what those grants do is they fund organizations who will come into your home and they'll do several things first of all they'll you know they'll come in and inspect and we may find that all you need is a high efficiency Vacuum cleaner that may remove the molds because it may not be just a lead issue or it may not be a lead issue. It may be a mold issue. It may be a dust issue, a mite issue. They may say to you, hey, you can contain, we give you we call, we, uh, uh, kind of uh, wraparounds to put around pillows and your mattresses that will contain uh, allergens that may be triggering. And if we find the lead, we then begin a process of beginning to remove the lead. But the nice thing what we're doing now, along with the uh, philanthropic community, is we're saying, hold a second, we may see your home as energy efficient too. So we have both our lead grants and uh, anti-lead grants, lead removal grants, and energy grants that will go to people who qualify so that we can both make your home energy efficient and remove the lead at the same time. And this is it's, it's a brand new approach. We're excited about it, but we want homes to be healthy and, if we can, energy efficient at the same time.
3: Well, it sounds like a wonderful program. Now, are these need based programs?
6: These are need based programs. If we, they're designed for people who otherwise couldn't afford it. Now, we can give you information if you can, either for a person like me who's, you know, I had a job and my wife had a job and we could afford it. We would give you the information saying, here's how to do it. And the how-to is important as well because you want a certified contractor. You just don't want a friend to come in and say, I can remove the lead. And so we'll provide all of the support you need to make a really, really good decision. And what we think is that lead is a poor person's problem. Really, it's an older house problem. And so people move into a home, say, I moved into a historic house, or I moved into a house that's 90 years old or 80 years old or 70, 60, 50, 40, 30 years old. All those homes had lead in them. So if you can afford it, we'll provide the technical assistance by getting what somebody is certified. But if you're needy, we're simply saying we will stand with you. It's a national policy. We want healthy children. We want healthy homes.
3: You know, it's funny. I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector, and I specifically recall uh, inspecting a home. It was actually on Capitol Hill in Washington, D.C., that was an old home that had steam heat. And as we went down to the basement, I noticed that the asbestos was conspicuously absent from the old steam pipes. And the homeowners uh, proudly uh, explained to me and the home buyer that was accompanying me that he had removed the asbestos himself, which, of course, was a huge mistake. Now, there are projects. Projects like this that you really should not be doing yourself, correct?
6: That is absolutely correct. I had the same experience. We were kind of looking at some of the wiring, and we realized that the homeowner uh, basically did all electrical, uh, and that might have explained why we had funny sounds behind the wall. It's called arching. Uh, no. We want experts to do this, whether it's, you know, asbestos, whether it's mold, whether it's lead. Have somebody who's really qualified to do it because there's no shortcuts to making your home healthy. Certified people who are smart, talented and skilled can do this very, very well. And in the end, it's not just the health of your children. It's your visitors. And it's your own health.
3: Great advice. Ron Sims, Deputy Secretary for the United States Department of Housing and Urban Development. Thanks so much for stopping by the Money Pit.
6: I want to thank you for your program. On behalf of children, half behalf of senior citizens, on behalf of middle-aged people like me, I love people who are willing to tell us that our home can be, should be, and will be safe. Thank you very much.
0: All right. And still to come, we're going to tell you which home improvement projects to avoid. Yes, that's right. Even we will steer you clear of some things, even though we normally tell you, hey, take on that project. Yes, it's a challenge, but you can do it. Well, We're going to tell you what not to do after this. Live in the body.
2: The Money Pit is brought to you by ThermaTru Doors, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Thermatrue Doors are Energy Star qualified and provide four times the insulation of a wood door. To learn more, visit thermatrue.com. Now, here are Tom and Leslie
3: making good homes better. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
2: And
0: I'm Leslie Segretti.
3: And you should pick up the phone and give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT because this hour we're giving away the three-in-one LED tripod flashlight from Stanley. This is a terrific tool. It's got hands-free tripod design with three flashlights that can be used separately or as one powerful light. The lenses are shatterproof. It's worth about 30 bucks, but you can win yours if we pick your name and random from the callers who get on the air with us this hour. And by the way, it makes a fantastic Father's Day gift. And we've got more Dad's Day gift ideas online right now at moneypit.com. So pick up the phone and give us a call. The number again is 888-MONEYPIT.
0: All right, Pick up the Phone, we'd love to hear what you are working on and give you a hand with that project. Well, you know that Tom and I are always huge proponents of home improvement, but not all home improvement projects are created equal. In fact, there are actually some so-called improvements that you'd be wise to actually just avoid altogether. Now, everyone knows that a home's features can make or break a sale, and that's truer now than ever before. So when it comes time to actually sell your home, Not all of those home improvement projects are going to deliver positive results for that sale. For example, if you've got a porch, don't close it in. Bad idea. Yeah, while some people are going to like the idea of a sunroom, most buyers are just going to see that as a lost opportunity for maybe an outdoor space, and they're going to think of the energy efficiency as really not so efficient. So it's really important to take in those factors. Also, it's really important to choose your paint colors carefully, because paint's a great way to give your home a fresh look, but skip that way out wall coverings like bold colors or personalized wall patterns or crazy wallpaper, because people really Have a hard time, you know, envisioning what that space is going to look like for them when it's really sort of in your face.
3: Good point. And, you know, I spent 20 years as a professional home inspector and inspected a lot of homes that had pools. Now, granted, I was doing this in the Northeast where, you know, you don't have a pool in every single house.
0: They're not so common.
3: Not so common. But I will tell you, A lot of the folks that were buying houses that I inspected asked me how to close the pools, how to fill the pools, and how to make the pools go away. Because a lot of folks in certain parts of the country see pools as liabilities. Now, if you live in Miami, you live in Florida, you lucky dogs, why not have a pool? Everybody has one. But just keep in mind, in certain parts of the country, it's not as valuable to potential home buyers. Other common mistakes, never ever turn a bedroom into something else. Because real estate values are based on how many bedrooms and bathrooms that you have in the house. So if you do a major renovation and turn your bedroom, like let's say you have two small bedrooms and you join them into one, then actually, even though if you created, say, a big master by doing that, that could actually re- result in your home being worth less. Because mm-hmm. you've now gone from, a say, a three-bedroom house to a two-bedroom house. And in terms of DIY projects, certain ones don't do it like... Say you want to convert your garage to living space, I cannot tell you how many times I saw folks just close the garage door, sort of caulk it in place, disconnect the opener, and then throw carpet down or build a platform floor, but never remove the door. Right.
0: <laughs> and I don't
3: know if they thought they were gonna go back into it sometimes, but it kinda of like they didn't know what to do with the walls, so they sort of seal the door in place.
0: They turn the furniture the other direction. (laughs)
3: Man, amateurish work like that just is a real downer on home value. So if you're going to get rid of the garage, make it look like there never was a garage. Build a wall in place of where the door was, you know, landscape around it. You got to get rid of the driveway. You know, you have to do this professionally if you want to protect your home's value. If you want a complete list of home improvements that deliver little to no ROI, the home improvements to avoid, uh, just Google that and you will find it on moneypit.com. Money Pit Home Improvements to Avoid or check the homepage of moneypit.com.
0: Still ahead, you know, they were all the rage in the 80s, those fiberglass shower stalls and deep, rich jewel tones like hunter green and maroon.
3: Hey, I still got one.
0: I, and lucky <laughs> you. <laughs>
3: Yeah, but the problem is that those colors can really show scratches and stains. So up next, we're going to tell you how you can clean fiberglass showers to bring them back to their original glory.
1: Pick up the telephone, fix up your home sweet home for calling 888-MONEY-PIT.
2: The Money Pit is brought to you by ODL's add-on blinds. Enclosed behind tempered glass, they eliminate the need for dusting and exposed cords, both problems with traditional blinds. Plus, they easily install over your existing entry glass. Visit www.odl.com to learn more.
3: Where home solutions live. Welcome back to the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler.
0: And I'm Leslie Segretti.
3: Inviting you to join the Money Pit community. It is online at moneypit.com. You can get expert advice from us as well as all of the other expert members of the Money Pit community. We also want to welcome to the community, uh, we've got four members from the American Society of Home Inspectors that are volunteering their time, their professional time, to answer your home improvement questions. And these guys are absolutely terrific. So if you've got one, do come to our website at moneypit.com and post it on the site right there, and you will get an answer to help yourself out.
0: All right, and here we go. I've got a question that Edwina in New Jersey posted, and she writes, I love your show. We have two fiberglass showers. She really did
3: write that, didn't she?
0: She did, she did. I always say it if it's there, I wouldn't make it up. (laughs) We have two fiberglass showers, Hunter Green and Gray. They look worn, scratched, and water stained. Is there a product that can revive the showers to a new look? Because we don't want to replace them. We don't have the funds for it right now.
3: Don't blame you. Uh, You know, the secret here is to get a product called a restorer. And restorers are available not in the home centers, but you will go if you go to a marine supply shop. Oh,
0: that's really smart.
3: uh, Think about it fiberglass hulls of boats boats take a lot of beating. And they have products that can restore the gel coat, which is the outside glossy surface. Uh, and stand up to seawater. So if it could stand up to seawater, it could clearly stand up to the, uh, the water that's coming out of your shower head and all the dirt and grime associated with that.
0: Should you be super cautious not to get any on the floor? I bet it's super slippery stuff.
3: You know, I don't know that that's the case, but I would follow the label directions on that. I do know that they come in kits so that there are sort of cleaners and then prep products and so on. But I think if you used a restorer, you would have a sheen that would last you many, many years to come.
0: All right, Edwina, I hope that helps. And in New Jersey, you guys have a ton of coastline, so a boat store is not out of reach.
3: Well, if you've got the room, a playset set or a deck is a great way to keep kids entertained with a place to play right in your very own backyard. But if you're going to build one yourself, you want to make sure you use the right type of wood. Leslie tells us about that in today's edition of Leslie's Last Word.
0: That's right. If you're thinking about building a deck or a backyard playset this spring, you want to make sure that you use a sturdy wood that's resistant to decay and also to pests, because both can wreak a heck of a lot of havoc on anything that you build out of that lumber. But you want to be cautious in the lumber that you do choose, because chemicals are used to sort of treat that lumber to make them weather resistant, and those chemicals can then leach out and then pollute the surroundings ground, and even possibly endanger your family's health. So for decks and playground equipment, you want to consider reclaimed cedar or redwood because both of those are naturally resistant to fungus and insects, and you can even opt for recycled plastic lumber, which is great for the environment because you're not cutting down any new trees, but you're still going to get a sturdy, durable product to build this play equipment out of. And of course, that recycled composite materials, you want to use that for like the decking on all of the things that you would climb up. You can't actually build the structure out of those. That would just be for the climbable surface. So why not plan ahead, think about these projects, draw some things up, even look online for inspiration. You can almost copy something directly from there and build some projects and enjoy your yard this season.
3: This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show on air and online at moneypit.com. Coming up next week on the program, do you know which town calls itself the greenest in America? Well, it's actually Greensburg, Kansas, and the entire town was wiped out by an F5 tornado in 2007. Coming up next week on the program, we're going to welcome Mayor Bob Dixon from Greensburg, Kansas, and find out how they turned that tragedy into triumph by rebuilding the town as the greenest anywhere in the United States. That's coming up next week on the program. I'm
0: Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself, but you don't have to do it alone.
5: You live in a body pit.
2: Say goodbye